Hi again, everybody. Welcome to your Life's Work podcast. I am JR Mann, and you are wonderful. How you doing? Day 17 of the big social media fast, 40 days, 40 nights, not on Twitter, not on Facebook, not on the Insta, reaching out to people every single day, saying hello, telling them how much I love them, how much they've meant to me. Today is Chris Danley. This is a young man that I helped get out of uh, the porn industry in 2004-ish, 2005-ish when I was working for Triple X Church. His story is unfreaking real. It it demands more than 30 minutes, although we'll do 30 minutes today, but we're going to do a part two and a part three because his story is so freaking unbelievably great and awesome, and he's got so much to say that uh, that you will love him. I am JR Man, J-R-M-A-H-O-N.com. If you need a spiritual director or mentor, I'm it. I'm your man. Uh, problems with relationships, uh, profession, uh, faith stuff, we can rattle that through. But stick around on this podcast because Chris Stanley, not only one of my very, very dear friends, but a hell of a story. Here is Chris Danley. Hello, hello. How are we doing? The, how do I sound? I don't know. I think you sound pretty good to me. Count to 10 or something. Yeah, I got you. I'm, a, I'm still out of breath, uh, trying to make sure I, get, I got home in time. We are well, rolling. Our... We are rolling, just oh. so you know. <laughs> well, that's that's my life. Um, I'm always sort of running to everything. So, how are you, JR? Um, dude, when <clears throat> the idea of this podcast always makes me smile because it's something that we've wanted to do for years. And now, yep. now, can can I read? Can I read our text earlier about what we should talk about? Can I read that real quick? Yeah, because I think I think anyone listening, <laughs> if they're not going to tune off here in a couple of seconds, <laughs> I think that they'll probably stay on. Yeah, I you think... read that little salacious National Enquirer text right there. Okay? So here's give them a little taste. Yeah, here's you. You wrote, "Hey, give me something to think about." What do you what do you want to talk about? I wrote, well, we could talk about owning a tattoo shop. We could talk about mm-hmm. how we met. We could talk about being gay in 2019 or getting out of porn. Right. <laughs> you- uh, I mean, like, your choice. Your choice. You know, I mean, you know, this, in my mind, in my mind, um, and this is probably going to happen at some point, this is really more of a three-day kind of talk about our relationship, um, how we met, and the importance of one another in each other's lives, um, how that I, I think, how I know for sure that, that I learned from you, and in some respects, um, maybe how you learned uh, just a couple of things um, from me just about life. Well, listen, I'll, I'll say it right now. I'll say it right now. You formatively helped me get over a massive hump that I needed. <laughs> I needed to get over uh, after we met. I mean, it's and it's not are that. You talking I, about? Are you talking about that hump in which you sort of decided to go all in in a direction that you didn't want to go in? Um, come to find out. 
No, like, I, I mean, it, church or no, it, it had, it had to do, I mean, I was never, and I've never been afraid of gay, lesbian, LGBTQ, XYZ. I've mm-hmm. never, I've never been afraid of it. In fact, I've always been in the middle of it in some respects with the things I've done with my life. But you, you helped me realize like, hey, man, it's it's not a it's not a thing. Like, it shouldn't be a thing. This this it's, it's not a thing. It's not a thing. I've said this. I've said this a long time. Um, for for um, for anyone who doesn't understand, look, here's the crazy things that I do in my life. All right, you ready? Like some of the really really salacious, like crazy things. Um, I work an eleven hour day. I take care of the dogs. I take care of a couple of uh, sick parents. I pay my bills. I watch on little TV, I read, I pray, I have a relationship with God, I have relationships with you and my neighbors. And I think that's probably every single lucky person out there. Right. Um, my life is no different from, from anyone else's. I know, see, see, I, you know, I, I talk about Jesus with you a lot. Like, he's this really cool dude that just hangs out in my house, right? He's always there. He's, he's there. He's hanging out. He's like reading a book and I can look over at him and like nod to him and hey, say like, hey, what's up, Jesus? And he's like, hey, what's up, Chris? <laughs> and uh, he's, he's my boy, right? But no one else knows, uh, and I don't need to prove to anybody else that he's actually there. Yeah. All I can say is that he is, right? And he knows me. Uh, he knows knows me inside and out, and uh, that guy he's got me. He he doesn't do me any different than anybody else. It's just this 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 kid who grew up um, you know, really kind of a rough kind of growing up, uh, losing my brother, losing my grandparents, losing my aunt all in one year, and having just a destruction of family and feeling very very alone and. And then really from that, now uh, trying to repair some of those cross wires that I, that I have in my brain about love um, and attention, uh, the church, uh, the lack of love I have for the church, and, and understanding that I can have a lack of love for the church and still have a beautiful relationship with God. Amen. Dude. That's like Amen. That's a that's a nice thing because like like I told you, if you can just picture it, I have I, I uh, he's over there just sitting on the couch, just hanging out, listening to his story right now, and I love that. I love that he's there, um, and he's always there when I need him. Right. Uh-huh. So uh, okay. Yeah. So okay. So let's <laughs> so let's back up just a touch and just fill fill in mm-hmm. some blanks for people listening. You and I meet. Like how long has it been? How long? I know you're better at that. So than I, I, am. I, I uh, I've been going through. Do you know who Marie Kondo is? She's got this great show out on Netflix, right? It's called yeah. Tidying yes, Up. Yes, yes, Tidying Up. Yes. I love her, right? Yes, Tidying Up. And so I have been doing that. I've been tidying up in, in the house, and I came across. I'm on paper now. If people like watch that show, I'm on paper. Paper is one of the harder things you have to go through. Come to find out that basically. I didn't throw away anything from the time that we met, which was, I think, 2005. Okay, so we uh, meet... 13 years. Yeah, we meet 2005. I believe, if I remember correctly, I know you'll correct me, but I believe it was a phone call, right? I think you called my phone. 
Isn't that the deal? Or did you write an well, email? Or did you write an email? No, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Look, um, we okay. Wait, let's tell them why I was even calling you in the first place. Yeah, right? go. Um, so I'd been, I had been in, uh, I had been in the porn industry at that point. I'm not sure. Uh, maybe four to five, six, seven years. I'm not. I'm not absolutely certain. Um, I had started that really as a not a career, but just as something that. I thought would be a lark. Um, come to find out later that I really kind of did it just to, you know, turn my back to a lot of different things, but that's a whole nother podcast that I got involved. And honestly, I really just wanted to be loved and I wanted to be uh, liked. And that seemed a conduit to it to, if I was really good, which I was, and if I was really popular and I was, that I would be loved and I'd be revered amongst my peers. Come to find out that while I was probably one of the most popular people in that, in, in porn, um, it came to a point when I became so scared just to leave my house because people constantly recognized me. Um, I was fired from my job. I was a flight attendant for 10 years. And I was uh, fired from my job because I was in the uh, porn industry. And one of the things that they had done was to hire a uh, private investigator to actually follow me and follow my life and to follow me um, at different uh, performances, uh, going out to bars, going out to clubs, and filming me. And then presenting that to me at, at my, uh, my workplace. My life just felt like everything was coming, <laughs> crashing down. And in that industry, really, the only people with power are the people who are in charge of the, that are in charge of the, um, uh, I'm sorry, I don't know if you can hear my cat in the background. Uh, it, all, <laughs> the, uh, the people that make the, that are, that are in charge of the, uh, the studios, they're the ones really in power. The, the, the performers really don't have a lot of power, and I just felt powerless and desperate. And so I did a search, really, I think one night, on my porn name. And by using my porn name, my fake name, along with that, I popped Triple X Church. <laughs> and <laughs> I watched a little video of a puppet named Pete um, <laughs> talking about the Triple X Church. And, you know, it rang a bell. Because, see, I was so popular that I repped a couple of products. And I was at the annual uh, sex show. <laughs> and uh, in Las in, in Las Vegas every year, yep. and so I had met a few triple X uh, girls before yeah. that were repping. Um, I don't know if I, I don't think I called. Didn't I just leave it? I, I emailed and someone yeah, from I, the, I, the, the. I can't remember. I just I just remember I got I got it was probably an email, but. Either way, I was working for Triple X Church. You and I probably crossed past a couple times because at Triple X Church, we would go work the porn shows in Vegas and L.A. at the time, and we were familiar. Like, I was not unfamiliar with the the popular folks at the time or the people that were running the businesses at the time. Um, So when you're... So anyways, that starts our relationship because at that point in your life, you were like, hey, I think I want something different. I think I out. want, I think I want yeah. out and, 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 you know, I mean, there's no way we can do this in 30 minutes, but we're, I mean, we're just hitting the highlights yeah. and maybe we'll have to do part three, part four, part, part 10. But 
suffice it to say that's where our relationship started when you were like yo i want out what what can we do and i can remember the conversation and i remembered you know not only you were scared uh to kind of you know get out but i can remember the willingness you had to really want to put down you know some good roots where you didn't have to have that industry kicking your ass so hard Outside of porn, the, you know, we've, we've come to some uh, realizations I have um, by, by talking to you in a semi, uh, you know, a couple every every week, I kind of talk and, and, and chat. One of the things that I kind of, that kind of happened in my life, including the industry, is I just constantly have like these, I have these little, I, I never set down roots. And I was finally ready to, to have a life that I was proud of. See, I had been in the airline for 10 years. I, I locked that job um, toward the end of my, my relationship with the, uh, the porn industry. And so now, instead of it being like this little hobby, this little thing I did on the side, it was, I had to, <laughs> I had to work so hard. You have to make so many movies. You have to be in so many magazines. You have to do so many appearances just to live. And I was basically just just breaking even, maybe. And I was wor- I was one of the highest working people in the industry. Yeah, um, I worked for almost every single uh, company uh, out there. Um, and look, I'm not dogging. I'm not dogging totally the, the industry right now. That's not the purpose of this. Only thing that I knew is that I wasn't for me anymore. And so what the hell am I going to do? See, I lost myself a little bit. Something I told myself I would never do. I almost stopped. I, I started hearing my fake name 80% of the time and my real name about 20% of the time. Yeah, it's tough. I had more people in my life call me a fake name than I had call me a real one. And I guess subconsciously, even if you try not to, you start just thinking that you're him and instead of you and so not only did i need to get out but i needed to find me again and who in the hell was that so in pops in oh my god yeah i couldn't have asked for a better person but you were kind of nuts i mean like you were like this you had this frenetic frenetic like energy like we're gonna get you out don't worry (laughs) it it made me feel really nice it made me feel great but i also didn't trust i didn't trust in the beginning but i was so exhausted of, of the fight that I just kind of, just kind of fell in with yeah. you. And that's what happened. So you came to, to, uh, to visit me. I was living in San Francisco at the time. You came to San Francisco and we kind of came to some conclusions. I wrote a uh, really heartfelt um, uh, email about my situation, my financial situation. When I remember going to a Starbucks and writing that down, crying there, uh, writing all this stuff. And we kind of started talking about how to get out. What could I do? Um, and that started our relationship. Uh, our relationship has evolved a lot because we don't have the same relationship that we've had then that we do now. But we are both very different men. Don't you agree? Like since since then, it oh, feels yeah. like we've had a couple of lifetimes. Yeah, you and I both had a couple of lifetimes in between those those thirteen. Well, years I mean, already. I mean, shit, dude. It's I mean, it's as easy as saying this. I I went on to adopt three kids. You went on uh-huh. to become a business owner, tattoo artist, business owner. Uh, you're married. Uh, you know, at the time I was married. I mean, yeah, it's it's been a few <laughs> lifetimes for 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 sure. 
So yeah, you were married at the time. I couldn't even get married at the time. So that's how much stuff has changed, you yeah. know? And, and also a lot of things have changed too. Just um, whether it's you or other people in our lives, you're, you've evolved in your, your feelings towards someone like me that I can be gay and have a great relationship with God and be um, just as uh, just as human as everybody else. It makes me no different uh, that this is the way that God made me, and uh, no one can really change that. Uh, I yeah. certainly don't want to anymore. Yeah. Uh, there was a time in, you know, self-loathing. There was certainly a time in my life I spent a lot of time self-loathing and, and wishing uh, for other things. Um Thank God that didn't happen because see, I ended up. I kind of got. I kind of got the lottery. See, I'm married to a um, a Navy vet who um, probably served and went to Annapolis. Um, served with honors. He's a he's a retired lieutenant, and this is an extraordinary man. Uh, I am. I'm honored to to even be considered to be his uh, his peer or his equal. He is. He's a lovely guy. He's just as flawed as me. Okay, it doesn't mean that he's like <laughs> infallible, but um, we're both kind of going through this life, and I'm really lucky to have someone as really uh, strong. Oh, he's really, really strong um, in my life. And frankly, we've evolved uh, into different people as well, and we've evolved together. Uh, and what's nice, thank God, is that you and I always sort of see what kind of. I'm going to fast forward a little bit. We saw each other a couple of times, but there were there were there were years, right, that we didn't really have much to do with each other. We, it was that whole it was that whole hey, how you doing? Facebook, Instagram, like shows. Hey, I'm doing this. Hey, I'm doing that. But nothing really serious until I sort of had a a bit of a crisis with my family this last uh, summer, and I finally said, okay, it's time to. Uh, to pull out uh, all the stops and uh, to call Jr. and and, and get on board with uh, uh, him. Yeah, I don't know what to call you. You're you. I don't know what to call you. Uh, yeah, I, you're my like coach. You're my spiritual advisor. You're my um, you're my touchstone a, a little bit. Um, and I don't agree with everything that you say, but you make me think of things differently than I would. And I do pride myself on being a person who doesn't want to surround himself with people like himself. I, I want to hear different things. I want to hear different opinions. Um, and having you in my life, see, that just makes my life richer. And I'm really so glad that we have a relationship now uh, where, well, it, it's kind of weird, right? Our relationship's a little strange now because, because, you're my spiritual advisor, right? I mean, like we're friends, right? Mm -hmm. But we're also, like, I'm on my clients. So, <laughs> yeah, I, 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 like I wish you. I could, I could, I, like you say. I want JR to live next door to me. I want him to be my buddy. I want to go, and I want to go work out with you. I want to give you a tattoo. Well, listen, listen, time, first so. off, I, I'm never working out with you. I'm just going to say that point blank. Yeah. There will never be Can any we, working out in my life. <laughs> <laughs> there, I won't lift anything or push something or uh, this that's not going to happen. <laughs> Everybody listening to, to this knows that we need to get you to the gym because we want you to lift to like 250 or so. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah um, you know? 
Okay, so over the course of time, and, and again, part of this exercise that I'm doing over the 40 days that I fast social media is connecting with the people that I love so dearly. You're one of them. But also what's come up is is that question of asking, you know, why why have we stayed together for so long? And 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 again, you and I mean our personalities are obviously different. I think we do share a lot and there is a lot we did that we do have in common obviously, but we yeah. we came together, man, at a real pivotal point in both of our lives and then stayed together sure because um, in touch base throughout the years because of a, just a real general love between the two of us. Because when I finally met you face-to-face in San Francisco, and I can remember it, dude, like it was a couple seconds ago. It's like I instantly <laughs> fell in love with you because I just knew the guy that I had in front of me was he was compassionate and kind and generous. You're, you're one of the most generous people I've, I, I know. Um, and you're just a damn, damn good guy, but let's fast forward because I want to get, okay. So you leave porn, you, 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 that gets left behind. You end up getting married. You end up going to New York and you start you, and this is, this is, that's why another reason I love you because you're just so unafraid in so many areas. You're like, Hey, I've always liked tattoos. I've always thought that was cool. I'm going to become a tattoo artist and I'm opening up my own damn shop in Brooklyn. Here we go. (laughs) Well, okay, yes, that, that sounds, that's cool because that's super fast, right? But really, what I really tried as, as hard as I could to, to follow the, the rules of becoming a, a tattoo artist, and that is to have a proper apprenticeship and not scratch at home, to actually find a mentor that could actually teach me. Again, that whole, that whole sense in my mind about being very proud of, of realizing I don't know everything, but there's so many people out there that do that all I need to do is ask. I can either ask JR, I can ask this person, and could they please show me the way? Can they help me with this career? And so I did and I didn't. I found uh, there's two ways to do this. There's either going to schools, which is really not what you're supposed to do, or finding a proper apprenticeship. I sort of found a blend between the two after I found out that the school stuff was a scam. Found a guy from France to kind of teach me. But at the shop I was at, it was just... It was kind of a, a street shop in which you wouldn't be very proud to to like stay. You know, it wasn't very clean. They weren't kind of doing things on the up and up, and it just wasn't something that really appealed to me. See, I had it in my head that somehow you could take this whole genre of tattoo uh, artist and tattoo shop and sort of elevate it. Let's let's do something really different. Let's like let's buy the nicest stuff possible. Let's do everything on the up and up. Let's treat our, our our clients and our customers like like they're friends, like they're family. And see, that's one of the biggest parts of of my shop. Uh, my shop shop is called Tattoo Wonderland. It's in Brooklyn. I'm, I'm very proud of the shop. Tattoo Wonderland is um, a place where we make sure everyone knows that they feel very welcome. Uh, you'll see this on our website. You'll see this on our Instagram feed of Tattoo Wonderland that. We, uh, our mantra is you belong. See, I spent my whole life, not my whole life, but I spent a lot of my life not feeling like I belonged or that people wanted me around. Um, and whether or not that was family or whether or not that was, uh, my college or whether or not that was, uh, the airlines, I promised myself that when I was in control 
when uh, I am going to do my, my damnedest to make sure that people feel loved, really loved, not fake love, not hi, how are you doing as they come in, but really make a genuine connection with every single person that comes in. And what's so strange is that that's actually happened. We have this place in which people come by just to say hello. They drop in like they're at their friend's house. We we celebrate each other's birthdays and their anniversaries. I oftentimes spend hours with people um, sort of helping them through their problems, uh, talking about their relationships, their losses, their loves, their dreams. And so I'm not just a, a, a tattoo artist anymore, but in a way I, I've become sort of a, I don't know. I have become sort of a, a touchstone for some, some, some people that really don't, aren't very comfortable talking to someone that would necessarily say that they were a preacher or a pastor, that they're just talking to their tattoo artist. But I'm coming from a place, I'm coming from a place of love. And more recently, really coming kind of a little more of a, uh, coming from a place of understanding that you know, God's love. Right. Mm, yeah. And I don't really push that onto people, but that's what I give people. Uh, no, there's some people that come in and get a tattoo and that's all they get. Cause that's all they want. Right. But a lot of people really are hungry to be told that they're special and that they're loved and that, um, and that's what I do. Um, and I'll continue to do that. And I'm, I'm very lucky that I have a couple of uh, tattoo artists uh, that work with me that, that do the same thing. Yeah, and I, I tell people all the time, whatever you do, create spiritual practice among it. And that and you're, yeah. a, you're a tattoo spiritual director at the end of the day. See, I know how you are. Uh, and, I, and, I've, and again, <laughs> learning this over the course of time has just been wonderful because beyond you giving tattoos or opening up a shop, what you really did was create community in order to yep. love people. And I, and I cannot stress how damn important that is today for people to really take oh. that in, regardless of what the hell they do. I mean, to create That's what right. it's, it's unbelievable. Do you know your neighbor's names? Yes. Do you know, do you know their names? Do you know their children's names? Do you celebrate their anniversaries and birthdays? Do you recognize them on the street? Tell them, oh tell them, See, I was, yeah. tell them real quickly, tell them because it's, I, I love the, the neighborhood story in Rockaway. So Mike and you yep. buy a place in Rockaway that's brand spanking new development. And for those of you who know it's Rockaway. Kind of like a new it, it, it's kind of like a new city, almost. I mean, like it's a, it's almost, it's not like a new city, but it's a, a new development. Nothing was here, right? So they built up all these beautiful homes there. Um, tell it, them, it, tell them, what, those, you them yeah. what you did. Tell them what you did with the neighborhood. Basically, we moved in about four or five years ago, and there's all these empty standing homes around us, and we're we're about midway through people moving in, not moving in. So systematically. Uh, my husband who spearheaded this and I occasionally would go door to door to hundreds of, of, of doors with a thing of chocolates, a note on there saying, hi, we're your neighbors. We would really like to meet you. This is our address. This is our telephone numbers. We'd put our business cards on it. And then we started hosting, oh, what did we call it? I think first Mondays or first Tuesdays where every first Monday or every first Tuesday, we would host, um, 
drinks or just a get together over at her house for about two or three hours. Nothing, nothing spectacular. You know, we'd have some, some, some drinks out. We'd have a couple of things out and you would meet your neighbors. And I have never in my life understood community more than by doing that. And I got to tell you, I was uncomfortable. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's so uncomfortable. See, I like, how, oh God. I love managing things, right? I love man. I used to really love managing my image. I still like managing my image. I love managing, right? I want, I want everything. And now I'm inviting strangers in my house. Are you kidding me? And do you know what? I am asked almost every month to go over to someone's house for dinner, for the fight, for someone's birthday, to go out to a restaurant. I walk down my street and people wave at me. That's, See, from a boy who was rejected by most every single person in his life and felt so rejected that he ran to the one industry that held their arms out to him and said, we will make you feel special. Mm. As my own man with my own name, people value me. Yeah. Because they want to be around me. See, I don't have to have that, but Lord, it makes my life better. We've had some emergencies here. My dad has gotten really sick a few times. And I got to tell you, people have ran out of their houses to help. Um, you don't do it for a get one, give one sort of deal. You do it for the love of your community. But just so happened that my community loves me back. And there's no greater feeling than 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 sharing that love with people. Um, my heart feels so large um, where I live now. I, I I've I've completely hit the jackpot. I I don't want to ever move. Yeah. Um, I basically want to I want to have every single person I love move into my neighborhood now. You know, I want Di and the kids and you to get a house next door. Dude, I'll I do want it. To, I want everyone to come. It's so awesome here that we know each other and we've got each other's backs. And I would just say to anyone listening out there, like what you're doing now um, with calling instead of liking, subscribing, you know, all that stuff, literally calling and saying, hello, how are you? Face to face. It's night and day. And I'm I'm still old enough to remember before having cell phones, yeah. before having uh, you know, and, and a generation that completely grows up with it, with however not having it. That's a very difficult thing to unlearn. But I'm telling you, a phone call, a face to face hello, that's that's love. Yeah, that's love staring right back at you in your face. Yeah, um, and it's beautiful. Well, I as we uh, come to 30 minutes, I, I think what we'll do is we'll probably have to do a part two. Um, but what I want to say, because part of this exercise is also letting you know uh, how much you've meant to me. And I just got to say, your example of love, allowing it, giving it, receiving, has always been like a massive uh, guidepost for me. So I cannot thank you enough for always being willing to go all in with not only the people that are around you, but with me. I have enjoyed the hell out of our relationship over the years. And I, I love, I love Michael, man. Like I can't even think of a better dude that would, that, I mean, Michael's perfect for you. You're perfect for him. 
Um, and dude, I so appreciate you. I'm so glad God and his crazy, crazy ass wisdom, um, put us together and, uh, continue to allow us uh, to be together. So I can't thank you enough for your time, pal. No, thank you. And just one last thing that you said something earlier, we came together because you were working a job and because I needed you. So we came together because we had to, we stayed together because we wanted to yeah, man. and because we love each other. Yeah, man. And, uh, Ooh, I really love you from my soul, from, from, uh, from every fiber of my being. You are as, as close of a brother that I will ever experience. You are my, you are my brother. I see you. I know your heart. Um, I have no false expectations about you. Um, and you are, we are guiding each other in this life uh, to become better men. Right. And yeah, there's gotta be a, there's gotta be a part two because there's so much <laughs> there, more that we yeah, did there, there, Yeah, there will be. <laughs> So yeah. put it so put it down. We will part two. I guarantee everybody because I know there's people out there that will already email me or DM me that hey look we need more of this. So uh, all right. Thank so you. we look forward to part two, dude. I love you and thanks for your time. I love you too. Can't thank Chris enough. We will do a part two. We're already talking about it um, in a few different areas, but uh, holy crap! Hey, Tattoo Wonderland, Tattoo Wonderland, Brooklyn, New York. If you want a tattoo and you're in the New York area, you're in the tri-state area of New York, and you're looking for a tattoo, Tattoo Wonderland is awesome. If you're looking for community, (laughs) Tattoo Wonderland is the place to go. So thank you very much for Chris, and we look forward to a part two. Uh, I'm JR Mann, J-R-M-A-H-O-N.com. Hey, get my new book, Year, uh, 365 Contemplations to Help Move You Closer to the Divine. You can find that on JRMan.com. It's called Year. You can find it on Amazon as well. Uh, go check out my my uh, my nonprofit Tabletop Ministries too. We do an unbelievable thing moving in people's lives, and we do it absolutely free. But we need people to hook on to our uh, passion uh, and our work, and to help support it. We really, really do need you, and we'd love to have you uh, come alongside of us as a monthly giver, a monthly donor. Uh, that would be huge, particularly for the people that come to the ministry. Um, and seek just to be closer to the divine and kind of change and transform their lives and whatever it is. And we work with all kinds of people, y'all. We work with people that are getting out of jail. We work with people that are in recovery. We work with single moms. We work with folks that are uh, just trying to rebuild their lives. And it's a and it's a thing. So we would appreciate any and all help there. I love you all. We will talk to you tomorrow. See ya.